Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, yes, it's Rabbi Michael Katz here with you on Judaism 101.9. Great to be in your company this afternoon. Beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in Joburg. And, of course, having just been through the beautiful Chag of Pesach, we are now looking forward to what lies ahead. And we are into the seven weeks that are from Pesach to Shavuot. And of course, already one week is down, one week gone. We are getting ever closer to Shavuot. And with that comes a number of very, very fascinating and interesting things, which we'll hopefully spend some time talking about in the uh, this week as well as next week and maybe even the week thereafter. We're, of course, counting the Omer, and there is the whole um, message of Svirata Omer, of the counting of the Omer, or as some put it, the Sphira, Sphira from the word sapphire, the beautification, the um, uh, polishing, the sparklingness of the Omer. But there is something else, and that is that on this coming Shabbat afternoon, we begin an age-old custom, which is the recitation of, the reading through of Pirke Avot, Ethics of Our Fathers. And the Ethics of Our Fathers, you will see, is printed in a Siddur for that very purpose. And it will tell you, depending on which Siddur you're using or which community you're from, it will either tell you that we study Pirke Avot from, on the Shabbases, on the Shabbos afternoons, after Mincha, between Pesach and Shavuot, or it will tell you that many carry this on through what they will call in the Sidurim that are printed, of course, overseas in the Northern Hemisphere during the summer months. And the summer months, of course, is the opposite to ours. And therefore, it is our winter months in the months that go from now and through and after Shavuot all the way up until Rosh Hashanah. And there are clearly a couple of different customs. There is one custom that says that Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our fathers, is studied just from Pesach to Shavuot. And in fact, that then would take us through those six chapters. And there are always at least six Shabbases, Shabbos, in between uh, Pesach and Shavuot. The second custom is actually to continue it after Shavuot. And in fact, it is tradition that we go through four full cycles of the study of Pirkei Avot, to the study of the ethics of our fathers. And there are many who say that, in fact, it is just read. It's not actually studied. But the study of it and the refinement that it is supposed to bring to each and every one of us is really part and parcel of this entire program. So perhaps to begin with, let's look at today, why do we actually learn Pirkei Avot in these months? What is this tradition? What is this custom actually, truly, all about. Why Pirkei Avot? Why the ethics of our fathers? What not, why not some other tractates? And why is it done at this time? And what is the purpose? And what is the rhythm to it all that it is done in many communities up until Shavuot? And then some do it all the way through to out of Rosh Hashanah, to the uh, week before Rosh Hashanah. Why is it that there is this Strange, seemingly strange custom of learning Pirkei Avot, Pirkei Avot per se, and then, of course, why during this period of time and why on a Shabbos afternoon? 
why on Saturday afternoon, after Mincha, late Shabbos afternoon. I'm going to give you a couple of the um, preliminary uh, sort of uh, first up type of reasons that are given. One of them, of course, is that Pirkei Avot is studied during this time at uh, the time between uh, Pesach and Shavuot or thereafter. It is studied at Mincha time on a Shabbos afternoon because Mincha time on a Shabbos afternoon has a kind of a mournful overtone to it. There is something that is sad about it. There's something that is traditionally a little bit upsetting at that time. There are certain prayers even that are inserted which um, connote uh, sort of uh, negative things. And one of them is that there was the tradition that it was Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses himself. And we know that Pirkei Avot starts traditionally with Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai. We are focusing on Moshe. We're focusing on Moses, our great leader who led us out of Egypt, who brought us to Mount Sinai, who uh, received the Torah on behalf of the Jewish people from God Almighty, that we think about Moshe, at the time of his passing, he passed away, according to tradition, on a Shabbos afternoon. And that is the time when we think about Moshe. And therefore, in his honor, we are actually learning Pirkei Avot at that time. And yes, you probably guessed it. It seems to be a little bit strange that why should it be then that it's only for part of the year? Why shouldn't it be that it's the entire year? And perhaps inserted here... Um, they would answer and say that it goes from Pesach to Shavuot. Pesach to Shavuot is really the passage of time that has so much to do with Moshe Rabbeinu. He led us out of Egypt, Pesach. He took us to Mount Sinai, Shavuot. And at that time, we're doing something that kind of commemorates the sadness that was felt at the loss of Moshe. We are thinking about Moshe, thinking about Moses. And this is why Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our fathers, a tractate that causes us to reflect on what Torah is really supposed to teach us, the depth of behavior, of uh, traits of, uh, of um, not only of wisdom, but of integrity and of morality and of uh, good uh, structure in one's life, that that's what Pirkei Avot is actually all about, the ethics of our fathers, that these ethics, these special, special um, ways that we are supposed to live our lives or has been uh, commonly termed, these are real, real tools for your life um, in every possible fashion, that this, in fact, is the reason why it is done at this time. But we could ask the question, why not throughout the year? Why only at this particular time? And if we delve a little bit deeper into it, there seems to be something wrong with the notion that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on a Shabbos afternoon. And why? Because it says that just before he, on the day before he passed away, he, he was scripting the Torah. He was writing Torah in many, many different languages. And that that actually happened right up until he left, until he passed away, until he went up the mountain. And uh, God himself took care of Moshe Rabbeinu's funeral, his burial. And um, that was actually on a Zion Adar. And a Zion Adar, the seventh of Adar, has worked out that it should never be on a Shabbos. So was it actually on a Shabbos? Did that actually happen? And there is an explanation that says that, in fact, Moshe Rabbeinu passed away late Friday afternoon. And that, in fact, he had scripted the, the uh, last touches to the Torah 
on that Friday, and Friday late afternoon he ascended the mountain, and that was it. But the Jewish people were caught up with the uh, beautiful, powerful uh, message of Shabbos, and on Shabbos there can be no mourning. And so when did they start thinking about the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu? It was only at the end of Shabbos, and therefore the tradition became that Moshe Rabbeinu, or the, the mourning feeling that we have kind of as we come to the end of Shabbos, was coupled with the mourning feeling that uh, was brought in at the time of the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu. We only felt it on the Shabbos afternoon. Whichever way it is, it is an interesting and fascinating idea, and that that is put down as point number one as to why it is that we read or learn Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our fathers, on a Shabbos afternoon. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi and welcome back. Yes, it's Rabbi Michael Katz here with Judaism 101.9 and great to be in your company. We've been talking about the custom of saying Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our fathers at Mincha time on Shabbos afternoon, either between Pesach and Shavuot or many do it between Pesach and Rosh Hashanah. On every Shabbos afternoon that it's possible, and uh, according to the second tradition, then we actually go through four cycles of Pirkei um, Avot, of the ethics of our fathers. Now, there is a precursor to all of this, and uh, as we said before the break, um, one of the reasons that is given is that this was the time of the passing or the mourning for Moshe Rabbeinu, for Moses, and there are several other Great people who passed away on Shabbos afternoon, uh, late on Shabbat afternoon, and therefore it became sort of a time of sadness, a time of mourning, a time of uh, melancholy, um, uh, being a little bit downhearted. And the idea of the Pirkei Avot is either to connect with Moshe or to do it in his honor, or the learning of Torah is supposed to lift our spirits. It's supposed to be something that is very uplifting and it's invigorating and it's joyful. Um, and therefore, kind of taking away from that element. And by the way, it's become a tradition that uh, in a house of mourning, um, we learn Mishnayot. And traditionally, in many um, places, Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our fathers, is done in a house of mourning. And perhaps for the very same reason, for the idea of the fact that it's got something to do with mourning and something to do with Moshe and something to do with the uh, sadness for the individual that we are thinking about in that house of mourning. And uh, perhaps it may just be uh, from a cynical point of view, just the fact that Pirkei Avot is printed in the Siddur and where else are you going to look in a house of mourning where you're going to have sets of Mishnayot to uh, study from um, and therefore Pirkei Avot became popularized or a popular choice for rabbis to speak about in a house of mourning. You know, there is a tradition actually linked with this that at Mincha time, on a after Mincha, on a Shabbos afternoon, we don't wish good Shabbos anymore. You know, there are a lot of people who, when you walk out of shul, um, you've got to say something to everybody. And so, you say, good Shabbos. Um, it is, uh, or Shabbat Shalom. It's not done, by the way, after Mincha, on a Shabbat afternoon. We greet, we can say hello, but we don't do a Shabbat Shalom. And why? It's got something to do also, with the passing of Moshe, the sadness that that period of time actually brings for us. But perhaps we could focus a little bit more on something, I don't want to call it more generic, but something a little bit perhaps deeper, and maybe even a little more of a positive nature as to why it is that we learn Pirkei Avot, 
politics of our fathers at this particular time. And perhaps it's even hinted at in the tradition whereby we go from Pesach right up to Rosh Hashanah with the learning or the study or the reading of Pirkei Avot on Shabbat afternoons all the way through. And we go through four different cycles. And in fact, we're told that the cycles are structured in such a way that we begin on different parshiot, different parshas that are read in the lineup um, from Pesach to uh, Rosh Hashanah, and that in fact we always will begin a new cycle of Pirkei Avot on Parshas Nosoi, on Parshat Naso, which is um, around about Shavuot time, and there will be another beginning, a new beginning of Pirkei Avot on Parshat Pinchas, and there will be another new beginning on Parshat Shoftim. Now, you never knew that there was such a structure to all of this. And in fact, we're told that uh, when we uh, think about it, it has got to do with Naso, which is a Nun. It has got to do with Pinchas, which is a Pei or a Fei. And it's got to do with Shoftim, which is a Shin. And yes, you got it. The three letters put together spell out Nefesh. Nefesh meaning a soul. Nefesh. Nefesh is Nun, Pei, and Shin. And it is, in fact, on these three Shabbos, it sounds like I'm giving you a little bit of a dreidel story here, but that's not at all. It's Nun, Pei, and Shin, which has to do with Nefesh, the soul. We are doing something here, clearly, it seems, for our souls. This is not as much in memory of or a time of sadness or of mourning, but rather this has got to do with something about the upliftment of our souls. And what is it that we're actually thinking about uplifting, if it's before Shavuot or if it's before Rosh Hashanah, is clearly some kind of act of preparedness, of preparation. We're preparing ourselves. Remember, we got out of Egypt and there was a lot of work to be done on ourselves. There was the work that needed to be done way back then. We came out of Pesach and we had gone through all the miracles of the Exodus and all the miracles of the crossing of the Red Sea. And now in the wilderness um, and in the desert, we needed some kind of spiritual upliftment. You know what uh, they always said, you could take the Jews out of Egypt, but it was a lot more difficult perhaps to get Egypt out of the Jews. Every individual, every Jew was um, uh, tarnished in some way. We were brought down in some way by the world around us, by the things that were surrounding us. And this being brought down in a spiritual sense by all of that has got something to do with this idea of having to generate a little bit more of the authenticity and the ethics and the real message behind Torah. We've got to remember that we had to prepare ourselves. We had to um, get the notions of Egypt out of our systems where there perhaps was a uh, man-eats-man kind of a uh, philosophy in Egypt. We had to get rid of that where there was perhaps the um, it's all about me kind of a philosophy. We had to get rid of that. If there was a uh, low morality, if there was a low ethic, if there was a feeling of, um, of um, depravement that pervaded Egypt at that time, this was something that had to be struck from the Jewish souls. And this was what this nefesh operation was actually all about and is all about even today. We are in a time, perhaps, when we look outside, and of course this 
is say uh, more applicable in Israel or in the northern hemisphere when we think about going into the summer months and yes you could say well how does it really apply to us we've got to remember that there is so much that we do um, in our liturgy and in our davening and our prayers even for instance the praying for rain um, at the uh, particular seasons has all got to do with Israel and of course that's where our focus is that's our focal point in our prayers etc but it also seriously has to do with um the fact that in Israel it's from Pesach, the Chodesh Ha'aviv, the time of spring, where spring has sprung and all of a sudden there is a feeling of, wow, nature is back in bloom. Things are really looking grand and fine and beautiful out there in the world. And as we come into that frame of mind, there is sort of the feeling of, you know, let's um, throw caution to the wind. Let's toss off our um, shackles and let's get out and let's like really, in inverted commas, start living free and carefree, etc., etc., etc. And <clears throat> perhaps instituted by sages of old that it comes to this kind of a period of time when there is that possible feeling of um, let's get out and let our hair down. Hopefully it's, that's the only thing we let down, but let's really um, get out there and um, behave in a way whereby we could perhaps be criticized for being a little bit rough on the edges, a little bit grub, or as a friend of mine often says, grub with a capital gimel, that we um, think about being um, um, really, really physical and given over to the material world, which is encouraged by that sort of a season. It is at that time that we need some timely reminders. So one second, let's get back to where we really should be. Let's study and let's think about the ethics of our forefathers. Let's think about the ethics that were given to us by our sages. And these weren't just ethics of you must study Torah and you must do mitzvot. No, there is so much wisdom contained in the annals of Pirkei Avot, of the ethics of our fathers, so much great and wonderful wisdom that is contained in those words that we spend some time at this period of time doing a little bit of extra study. And yes, of course, in the Northern Hemisphere, the Shabbosim are longer. And your period of time from Mincha perhaps until Mayrid is a lot longer and there's something to do. <clears throat> but one has to question if that is the case, why it was only ethics of our fathers that were studied. There's got to be something that is really, really fundamental to what the ethics of the fathers, Pirkei Avot, is truly, really, absolutely all about. It's about really getting to what Torah really is all about. If you think about what Torah is all about, well, it's not just about um bringing the right sacrifices in the right time and celebrating the festivals in their right time. And this is what you can eat and this is what you can't. And this is when you'll get a wrap over the knuckles and this is when you won't. And this is how much you need to pay if you stole something, etc., etc., etc. While that is all an essential part of Torah, it's not really getting down to the real, real deep-rooted essence of what the Torah is really all about. And part of that is really encapsulated in the ethics of our fathers, the Pirka Avot, these basic ethics of how we are to live our lives, what we are to do and how we're to behave and what makes us 
um, uh, have the ability to do the right thing and to be perfect in our behavior and uh, to uh, behave in a fashion that is worthy of the name of, never mind a Jew, but of a human being. Um, these are all contained in these chapters. And it is at this time that that is really the point of our focus. Because if we haven't got the point of that, then what good really is there in standing at Mount Sinai and receiving the Torah once again and lauding ourselves and praising God and thanking um, the Almighty for having given us the Torah if it really hasn't rubbed off on us, if it hasn't played any role in our um, growth as human beings, in our growth as um, God's chosen people, in our growth as Jews, surely this is getting to the crux of what the ethics of our father's study on a Shabbat afternoon during this period of time is really all about. It's a period of preparation, a preparation for us to stand at Mount Sinai according to the tradition whereby it is done just up until Shavuot, but perhaps even more so. The idea of saying, well, this is, we're using this as a preparation for Mount Sinai, but it doesn't stop there. The preparation for Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai was, was, um, and the, the be all, but it wasn't the end all of, um, everything to do with Judaism. It was our starting point. And yes, we had to be well prepared, but it was about showing that we understood that there was a life that needed to be lived in a humane and in a human and in a loving and a caring and a kind and a positive fashion from Mount Sinai and onwards. It was from then that we had to really, really show that we'd got the point, that we'd got the message, that we were living according to those traditions. And so there is an opportunity on a Shabbat afternoon to remind us that as you perhaps are feeling a little bit low and perhaps the feeling of lowness is something that doesn't necessarily just come from the morning of the great Moshe Rabbeinu or others who passed away at that time. Perhaps it comes from the fact that Shabbos is leaving us. We're going out of Shabbat. We are leaving the realms of this powerful Shabbos that's given us so much light and so much upliftment and so much happiness and so much joy that it's at this time that we need to remind ourselves that we're going headlong into the world and we could crash, God forbid, headlong into the world if we don't have an ethic and we don't have a morality and we don't have a system that uh, we need to keep to from an ethical and moral uh, point of view. And so Pirkei Avot comes along to literally save the day, to make it something that is absolute in our lives, that every week from now until Rosh Hashanah, we will be learning and focusing on these ethics, these fundamental and important principles of how we are to live our lives. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. So getting back to what we've been talking about, the concept of Pirkei Avot, of the ethics of our fathers, which are said on Shabbos afternoons from this coming Shabbos onwards. Um, in the afternoon after Mincha, we say Pirkei Avot, we read through a chapter. So there'll be chapter one this coming weekend, and then the following week, chapter two, and so on. And then, of course, as we said before Rosh Hashanah, there are many who repeat it four times in the latter Shabbases and the ones just before Rosh Hashanah in order to do that. The chapters are actually doubled. We'll do two a week in order to make up all of those weeks and get in the four uh, circuits, the four uh, times that we go through Pirkei Avot. But we've gone through many of the different reasons as to why it is done. Perhaps we should focus a little bit on um, uh, this idea, and that is 
that the sages saw fit to introduce Pirkei Avot with a statement that says, Kol Yisrael yesh lahem All Israel has a share in the world to come. And at the end of uh, the Pirkei Avot, we have a concluding uh, Mishnah from the tractate, Makos, which says, The Holy One, blessed be He, sought to give Israel merit, and therefore He gave them the Torah and mitzvahs in abundance. Why are these two strange little quotes placed at the beginning and at the end of the learning of Pirkei Avot? And as we do every Shabbos, we actually repeat those. We say them right in the beginning and right at the end of the study, as you will see it printed in your Siddur. Well, they say that it is actually in order to uh, answer the possible question that people might ask. There might be those who say, you know what? I am not so high and mighty and so uh, moral that I need that, that I can live up to these morals. I, I actually can't. This is stuff that is beyond me. So we introduce it by saying, no, you know what? Call Yisrael Yeshlam Chelek. Every single Jew, everybody has the ability to keep these rules and these laws. This is something that applies to you as much as it applies to me. It applies to everyone. If you think you are not in inverted commas, a good Jew, if you think you're not living up to the standards that are expected of you or the standards that you expect of yourself, well, this is a sure fire, fireproof way of working on this all, and that is learn, study, Pirkei Avot. It's got something in there for everyone. And if you maybe think, hey, one second, you know what, I know this all. This is stuff that to me comes simply. I'm such a mensch and I'm such a wonderful guy and I behave so well and I uh, am uh, so um, fluent in uh, the ways of uh, modesty and morality and ethics and so on. I really don't need Pirkei Avot. We give the warning at the end where we are told that Hashem gave us um, Israel merit, and we've got to know that this comes from our Torah and mitzvot. Nobody is above and beyond, and nobody um, can be so arrogant and so full of themselves to think that this doesn't apply to them. So, in fact, the concept of Pirkei Avot in bite-sized pieces that we do every Shabbos from now until Rosh Hashanah, according to our tradition, right up until Rosh Hashanah, that every Shabbos we are studying Pirkei Avot, there is something in it for everyone. It is a leveler. There is um, an ethic that you can take out of it, and there's an ethic that I can. There's an ethic that the great minds can uh, take out of it, and there is something that us simple folk can ingest, understand, and live by as well. It is a code of conduct for each and every one of us, a true tool for life that each and every one of us should think about, should take upon ourselves, and hopefully lives, live our lives just a little bit better because of it all. Be back with you right after this. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Yes, and just we have been focusing today on Pirkei Avot, on the ethics of our fathers and why they are learnt and how they are learnt um, during these weeks and in these months leading up either to Rosh Hashanah or, of course, to um, uh, Shavuot. Now, if we think about um, the concept, particularly up to Shavuot, of Svirata Omer, of the counting of the Omer, 
it's not just about counting down or counting up to um, a, the great occasion of Matan Torah Tenu, the time of the giving of, of the Torah. It's not just about <coughs> a period as people perhaps know it a little bit better, a time of mourning where we don't listen to music, where we, um, where weddings don't take place from uh, Rosh Chodesh, which is coming up in the coming week as well, um, uh, all the way through until uh, just before Shavuot. We know that it's perhaps a little bit of a down time in that sense, but in, a, in, in effect, what we really are supposed to be doing at the time of the counting of the Omer is focusing on the Svirot, the Svirot being the uh, emotional attributes of each and every one of our souls. And as we do that, and as we're working through them and we're perfecting them, one of the methods that perhaps we could bring into play is Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our fathers, which we learn every week or we study every Shabbat and think about and go through. The Mishnayot, the Mishnas that are contained therein, the morals, the ethics, the values, the principles, and the very mode of living our lives just a little bit better in order to help us accomplish and achieve everything that we want to and we're trying to achieve in the perfection of our souls so that we can stand ready, set, and prepared when it comes to Shavuot in just a few weeks' time, that we can say we not only deserve this Torah, but we know how to live by it. We not only are going to learn and look at the things that uh, teach us on how to make measurements and how to uh, <coughs> exact punishment and how to do all of those things, but we're certainly going to look at the morality and the ethics and the values, the principles contained within this great and wondrous work that we put under the spotlight from now up until Shavuot and certainly in many communities right up until Rosh Hashanah. So we look forward to spending these weeks perfecting ourselves, working on ourselves, growing in our um, in our beings and growing in our humanity and growing in the way that we conduct ourselves in our relationships with each other and hopefully in so, in so doing not only merit the uh, giving of the Torah once again um, on Shavuot as it will be and as we will receive it anew, hopefully, in a few weeks' time. In a few weeks' time. But certainly, as we see out the remainder of this um, Jewish year going up until Rosh Hashanah as well, and hopefully with uh, perfect, sparkling, sapphire-like souls, we will be able to uh, not only accomplish so much more from a personal and from a spiritual point of view, but hopefully the ultimate bracha will be showered upon us the coming of Mashiach, peace on earth, end of pandemics, and all sorts of pain and suffering. And please, God, that should happen very, very soon. I want to wish you all a great rest of the week, a great Shabbat up ahead, a great Chodesh coming up ahead. The month of Iyar is almost upon us, and hopefully we will see out the rest of Nisan in a glowing and beautiful and uh, spiritually uplifting fashion. I look forward to being back with you same time, same place next week on Judaism 101.9.